0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, March the 5th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today, we are talking with my homies, Trisha and Brynn from Movement Restoration. But before we get into that, just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you guys by... My homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know, you've heard me mention this 8 million times. It's the one thing I take every single day. If you struggle to eat enough greens, and let's be honest, all of us do, this is the one thing I would take if I was you guys. Literally, just take a scoop, throw it in some water, slam it, and you're good to go. And let's be honest, all of you guys used to take shots at the bar of like Goldschlager and Jägermeister, and that stuff is disgusting. So, this doesn't taste like a milkshake, but it is the best tasting greens on the planet by far. So, If you guys are taking 14 different pills and you want to make life simpler, hit me up right now. We talked Athletic Greens into giving you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you guys want to check it out, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Or if you're really on the fence, you've heard me talk about this 8,000 times. Hit me up, email, DM, Instagram, the contact page on the site. I don't care. Monica will send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it. We sent a pack to Australia last week. I think Germany as well. I'll send these things all over the world. I don't care if it helps you guys be a little bit healthier and literally just make your life a little bit better. So hit us up. Otherwise, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, and you guys are in business. So with that, we are talking with, my friends from Movement Restoration. Now, some of you guys are listening and like, Jeremy, what the hell is that? Well, I'm going to read right from the website, if you guys don't mind. This is a massage therapy concept that focuses on restoring natural movement back to the body through individualized, I can't read today, massage treatments. Each of the Movement Restoration soft tissue and specialty massages are designed to improve an individual's range of motion, enhance flexibility, and increased circulation. They are located here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, and they cater to anyone with restricted movement, compressed joints, tight muscles, discomfort as a result of repetitive motions, and positions from daily activities and or their jobs. Basically, this is all the stuff you guys need to be doing in your life every single day very tied close to the mandatory mobility posts I make every single day on Instagram because I do believe it's important. These are the people where my wife and I go to get work done as well. I don't like a lot of people touching me, um, but I let these guys do it. So that's where I'm at. So we have Trisha Hawes here and Bryn Martin. They are the co-founders, the owners, they are the people at Movement Restoration. So welcome, you too.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Great to us. be here.
0: Yes. So, for everybody listening, I just rambled on a little bit. But what, um, what exactly do you do at Movement Restoration?
1: <laughs> uh, we take care of the body. Uh, we're going on 20 years now this month, actually. Uh, so we've been in this industry a while. We've seen the industry evolve like crazy. But our focus and our mission when we first started, Bryn and I, was to elevate the expectation. That one would have when they get a massage we felt that that uh, expectation was a lot lower than it needed to be and so we wanted to kind of up the ante with the quality out of the gate so that's been our focus our mission we customize all of our treatments to the person so sometimes people say well what what do i schedule when i come to movement restoration and it's like just schedule and we will do the rest we customize everything based on your activity level where the positions that your body is in every day and what you are or are not doing when it comes to taking care of your body on that back end of just using it. So that's our focus. Um, we, we train all of our therapists. We're very picky in who we select, and then we train them ongoing so that we ensure that there is always that constant quality. And we've, um, been immersed in the athletic world too. So, um, that quality, you know, kind of goes through to no matter who comes to movement restoration
0: and so you guys have you do have two different locations and spots so for the local people who are listening or anybody who comes to visit you have movement restoration and then you have balanced as well and so the difference between the two if if someone's listening or they google it and look it up yep
2: so balanced is recovery uh side of things Balanced was kind of born out of movement restoration. We did a lot of testing with Balanced. Um, we've been in and out of the athletic world, as Trisha had mentioned, in the best facilities in the world, um, seeing how athletes recover. And so balanced has ice baths, hot tubs, infrared sauna, Norma Tech, and we do offer um, massage there as well. Um, but right now, primarily just focused on recovery due to COVID. Um, and so Think of balance as a gym, but for taking care of your body. So you can come in, drop in and really custom the recovery to you specifically. Um, Movement restoration is gonna be the more hands-on, one-on-one, specific treatment, individualized massage therapy. You're gonna get in a private treatment room, um, more focused there and so the best way to think of it too is balance is more like that routine maintenance where you might be coming and getting your massage once a month you can utilize the recovery services at balance to take care of your body in between
0: makes sense to me what um so the origin story why why get into this why do this like no offense I don't want to be a massage therapist. Like, a it's just the, the, the man. I always think like my hands would be just br- brute, like to be the worst at the end of the day.
2: See, and that wasn't my number one focus. This is Brent speaking now. My number one thing was touching bodies. Like, I couldn't do that, so I handle all the business side of things. But yeah, I'm totally on your on your kind of boat where. I much more enjoy the numbers, and uh, I saw an opportunity and uh, opening movement restoration with Trish about 15, 16 years ago, um, and I was passionate about sports naturally. Um, so we really have gotten a niche there in working with uh, elite athletes in the best training facilities. Like I said, in the in the state and. Um, we work with the Phoenix rising exclusively as our massage therapy and recovery. And for me, the sports side of it is really awesome. Cause I was an athlete growing up and I played a lot of soccer growing up. So now it's like working at that professional level, which has kind of always been a dream. And then obviously the stories working from, uh, uh, or growing up in a healthcare oriented family, my parents were both nurse practitioners kind of always had a passion of giving back to the community in some healthy way um but obviously didn't want to be a doctor either cuz again the body thing the blood thing no I don't want to deal with that
0: and you got to be like so smart yeah <laughs> so smart yeah
2: so I'd rather do the business stuff again but um so that's kind of where my passion grew is just seeing my parents uh in the community giving back in that way um and trying to do something on my own that was health driven Um, and where my passion really was, was with movement restoration and, and balanced.
0: Yeah. And you touch people.
1: That that's my thing. Yes. Um, I've always wanted to learn about the body. So this was my way of immersing myself in the health and wellness industry. Um, but not having to go through the, the education process, if you will, of uh, becoming a physical therapist or, or a doctor,
0: which is Um, a way worse job. No offense to any PTs listening, but it's a lot of school. And it's like I used to train some dudes at uh, some, there some physicians at like John C. Lincoln. They have the cardiac rehab. And so I'd go in there and you'd watch some of these PTs. And I know they're all different. So if you're a PT listening, which I know there are, I'm sure you guys love it. But I would watch this lady. She would do PT. And these guys would come in with like you know, fucking jeans on and their work boots. And she puts them like on a leg press and the lady looks like she's dying inside and the <laughs> guy doesn't want to be there. And I'm like, this is what you're doing. Yeah. Like you went to school for 10 years for yeah. this shit. It just doesn't seem super fun, but anyways, continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, and I've mad respect for PTs, but I'm grateful that I'm on the other, or on the massage side of things for sure. I wanted to learn about the body and I, um, hit the nail on the head. Like I seriously did. My job gets funner and funner every day. And so I feel grateful to really have been Able to find like something that I love doing every day, and have been able to create a business uh, with Bryn doing it. I needed Bryn to really light the fire under my rear end. I was a little more timid in terms of entrepreneurship and she just looked at me one day and was like, we got to do this and we're dumb if we don't. And so I was like, okay. And I put a lot of trust in her, but she actually is really smart. (laughs) I know she says uh, you have to be smart to be a doctor, but she's really intelligent. And I uh, really appreciate that about her, but she lit that fire and and we went out on our own and have just been, you know, growing ever since. And it's been a wild ride, but uh, a real fun one.
0: So when you guys all of a sudden like you're just hanging out one day having a beer and you're like, Hey, let's just like quit real jobs and like do this made up thing in our head?
1: Kinda. kinda. No, yeah. I mean it was a, a longer process than that. But um, I, I assume so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but kinda, yeah, you have to get to that point I think where you really face it, you know, in the eye and say, you know, we're gonna do this and a lot of people talk about, you know, their dreams. But it doesn't matter if you don't make that first step. And we have a lot of people that come to us on a regular basis and say, you know, what did it take? Like, where? Did, how did you get to that point? And it's like, you just have to do it. And you don't have to have everything in place to do it because you'll learn along the way, I promise you. But you have to make that first step. And, um, and I'm so appreciative. Of brand for getting us to that point, and it's been a scary ride. But nothing yeah. would have happened if we didn't actually put something in motion.
2: Yeah, one of my mentors always said, like you don't have to have it all at once, um, and and I kind of remember and live by that. Um, and things are. My father has this one: five things are always five or. Most things are five times more expensive than you think, so plan and anticipate for that, and you'll never go wrong.
3: <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> uh,
2: and if you're in business, kind of everyone chuckles at that because it's so true. But, um, yeah, like you don't have to have it all at once. And like Trish said, it's just taking that first step. And, um, you know, the rest kind of just flows. If if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life kind of mentality. Um, and we've been fortunate how, how things have just been – like exploding for us but also just the support of the community um and more now so than ever it's just our community is awesome and we love it
0: and so the movement restoration location that's where it's always been or no
2: we're at
1: our fifth location
0: i believe we've moved five times we've
1: been at our current location the
0: longest now about seven years
2: yeah but always like in that kind of scottsdale corridor um
0: and then, so that's the first one. What? When did balance is way recent compared to that? Three years. Three years ago. ago. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so for people who like are listening or wondering about it, like what makes what you guys do different than like a massage chain place or like some other don't like therapy place? Don't say the place? swear
2: word. Don't say the swear word. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is that, was that a massage chain? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But I am like, like, I know, uh, the, I know the difference because I go to you guys and I've been to 18 other places and- I'm not bagging on anybody else. It's just, it's not the same to me. Like I can give you my version of it. Or like if when I go to like with Heather to the JW and get a massage, it's amazing, but it's not the same thing. I don't right. go to you guys for that right. thing. If that makes sense. Like to anybody listening and don't take this wrong when I say this, when I go there, it's like, I almost want to put a mouth guard in um, <laughs> because it hurts so bad, but like I need hurts it. It hurts so good. Yeah. Cause I need it though. It's like you know, it's a triggered thing. So whether mine is like, it's uh, my pure or uh, my semitendons or whatever my problem is, I'm like, I need to work on this, this and this. And I know enough, I have enough body awareness, and then you guys will figure out the rest. But it isn't fun. Now, I'm a bigger dude, and maybe denser than most people listening. So that's what I go to it for. But for you guys, if someone was like, well, why wouldn't I go to like, this, you know, big box place versus your place, it's way cheaper, I can get in anytime I want but it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Valid and, question. Go and, ahead, Brent.
2: And I think you hit the nail on the head, kind of you, you are aware of your body. And so, and you've been to enough places that you do know that there is a huge difference and it's similar to training, right? Like if people don't have basic body mechanics, doesn't matter the kind of load that you put externally weights, like any kind of goal you're going for weight wise, if you don't have that space and movement, like you're not gonna get the result right. And so I think that's kind of, even if you compare it to our industry, it's it's that experience. You have that knowledge and experience and we have 20 years plus of experience working with the best athletes in the world. That just translates to a high quality, high, you know, high quality service. Um, when you're working with an elite athlete and even yourself, you're a type of athlete. Um, you have to diagnose and address a problem in 30 minutes or less sometimes, and maybe it's a hamstring issue. So we become a ver- very efficient and very effective in the way that we treat the body. Then also, as Trisha mentioned, we hand-select all of our therapists. We have a strict intake process, so not everyone can come and work at Movement Restoration or Balanced. Um,
0: so how do you guys, like, hire somebody? Like, let's say, you know, Joe's listening and Joe's, Joe thinks he's the shit. He wants to work there.
2: Well, we can't give away all of that information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like <laughs> But,
0: like, what, like, what makes... There's like,
2: an initiation. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. It's not <laughs> anything weird like that. <laughs>
0: it's like a cult, you guys. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, no, we just... Obviously, we recruit in a very specific way. We're looking for a very specific person, uh, therapist with a very specific skill set. And some things can be taught, right? Like... Some things we can learn and some people are just natural at it. Like Trisha, I don't know how many people she's worked with and worked on and they leave their physical therapist because they're seeing more results from the manual therapy with Trisha. They say she works like a massage therapist. They say she works like an AT. She doesn't have any of those trainings. She can never claim that, but it is something that I think given the background and experience of years and years of just practicing is where that comes into play.
1: Yeah, we set a high standard for ourselves, and so that's what we seek, and I feel like that's what we're that's what we're attracted to. We've just been putting uh, seeds in the market for 20 years, and so there's individuals in the community that know what we need, what we're looking for. Uh, we get a lot of referrals uh, for therapists, but then they come and and we meet with them and kind of learn their energy and, um, you know, all the the stuff that's not related to massage, and then they put their hands on me. And I can tell pretty quickly, um, if they have what, what they need foundationally, just like a a coach, you kind of know if it, if a trainer, if a coach like knows what they're doing and they have that intuition. And then from there, if it's something we can build upon, uh, then we do. And we start that process and we bring them in. Um, they have to be passionate. Every single one of our therapists really, really care about what they do. They don't, want to make a ton of money um like those aren't their goals rather their goal is to like help people and they're really passionate about it and they they have kind of that natural gift and then we just develop them and they get the opportunity to work on elite athletes i think that's a very unique part about our company is you could work on an nfl player an mlb player professional soccer player an mma fighter all within one week you just never know and so that, that opportunity is really unique for a therapist to be able to have that on a weekly basis. And it helps develop them without even trying.
0: Well, yeah. Cause like you're, the field is similar to fitness and the barrier for entry is not ridiculously hard. It's like a, a realtor. It's like a chef. And the example I always give is like, you know, I'll do something and then Heather will and Heather hates doing this and she's getting better. She gets older. She's starting to give a fuck less, <laughs> but people would ask like, what I do and she tries to describe it, and then like, just oh, he's just a, he's a trainer, and then like, oh yeah, so is my you know, so is my cousin Susie, and I'm like, we're not the same, bro. Like I don't say that negatively, but we aren't the same. Yeah. It's like you know, the guy at Waffle House is a chef, and yeah. so is Bobby Flay. Yeah. They're not the same dude. Like there's yeah. levels to it, and so that's why I think like with you guys, like the barrier for entry might be that, but it's it's so deep you can go yeah. in terms of knowledge and stuff. I was going to ask too, the majority of the clients, you obviously work with athletes, but do you have like a percentage? Like this is the normal coach to athlete person, like, you know, average Joe, and then these are our professional athletes and these are the other bucket.
1: Yeah, the majority of our clientele are regular people, um, business professionals, teachers, nurses. High uh, school athletes. Yep. Uh, so we we accommodate every part If you have a body, like – we'll see you. Um, which anybody <laughs> yeah. listening who doesn't have yeah. a body, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to work. Uh. Um, certain parts of the year, however, I would say like 45% of our clientele are elite athletes. That's a really big number if you understand the industry. And, um, so again, that translates, but the rest of the year, most of our clientele are, you know, our community, the people that live by our office, People have been referred down um, and appreciate that one-on-one attention and customized uh, care.
2: Yeah, and I would say we're we're balanced is owned by an elite athlete, and so we're also unique in that in that aspect of we carry that knowledge and experience. So with balanced, we get a unique insight and look into things that are working really well and translate um, from an elite level and whether or not those things are worth investing into our own company um so there's a little bit of that too i think that's unique
0: and so is it the nfl is the biggest group you work with or just depends on the time of year
2: time of year i'd say nfl and mlb i'd say are probably the biggest
1: yep Uh, about six years ago we started working with a lot of track and field athletes so olympic level sprinters um and soccer phoenix the last
3: rising, three years yeah, mm-hmm. doing all the i
0: recovery. heard a thing where well, some guy came to my i live close to obviously where you guys are at <laughs> but some guy came to my house like last sunday and sent me this flyer he went about my house actually this is like the fucking hundredth person that's trying to do this <laughs> um it's getting a little ridiculous in Scottsdale. but he gave me this flyer and he said you know that elementary school it's just down like it's on 60th yeah, street yeah he said the phoenix rising want to take that over and make their practice facility huh yeah, he like had he sent me this whole huge thing that had Papago Plaza on there, uh, the entrada, and then it was like whatever the elementary school is like they're trying in negotiations to buy it to make that their practice facility, which is pretty cool. Interesting. And they
2: also just moved all the way out to Wild Horse Pass, so
0: which is insane too. <laughs> so
2: I'd be careful what that guy's trying to sell God, you on. Right. Yeah, I if, don't know if there's truth in that or not. Yeah, I wouldn't actually, be able to comment on it, but yeah,
0: that's insane, dude. Yeah. Either way, I'm like it's getting really busy around there. Yeah, it's good for you guys. Yeah. Um But uh running a business during the pandemic if you want to share any thoughts we talked before how much time do you have yeah Yeah. (laughs) um it's up to you guys what you want to share but obviously we bring people on here obviously i lived through it this 2020 the shittiest the shittiest year for sure um if you like the worst days anything you want to share about it like hey when it's march of last year you're just hanging out at home. Like I've shared the story before, like we closed on like, like March 16th, I was on a walk and I just like, I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, this is the worst thing. And I didn't know, obviously a year later, we're still sifting through the shit, but how are you guys like last March? Like yeah, about the same time, like how shitty did you feel? Yeah. Well, we,
2: we expanded our second location balanced and it was open 21 days. Um, and the pandemic hit. So, that was pretty devastating. And, um, I think most people are well aware of the devastation on so many levels, as we discussed, uh, of how, uh, everyone's been affected from the nurse to the small business owner to even, you know, people working a job, but who are now, uh, at home doing that job. I mean, mental aspects of that alone, um, people's livelihoods have shifted so much. Um, but I think, let's put it this way to keep it brief, uh, the best worst year ever in the history of business. I think a lot of us have learned, um, how to prioritize and what is a priority, whether that's personally or professionally, what we're willing to, uh, having our lives and not having our lives and um so i would say the best worst year ever um and i think there's it's always it's always going to be one for the history books for sure i mean we're never going to forget it but all we can hope for is that we continue to learn from it and i think we've personally and professionally learned a lot and um just taking it day by day and growing from it is all we can do
0: like when you're in it, like I always go back to this, like when you're you're closed, and you guys obviously you touch people um, all day, <laughs> and they're telling you like, hey, be ten feet apart from somebody and don't touch them. Like, oh yeah, yeah you yeah, got to yeah. be listening and being like, what the fuck that, are we doing?
2: How does that ever work?
0: Yeah, yeah like, what did you think?
2: It's not gonna work.
0: Oh,
1: it's it's silly, and it it was silly to be there. And there's definitely moments that stand out in my mind when I go back. Um, which I go back pretty much daily still. Um, but I'll never forget the day we, um, had to let basically lay everyone off. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. What did you do with
0: your people? Just tell them, Hey,
1: well, they, we told them that they, that we had to close. So that means they don't have a job. And, Mm. and we were hopeful. And we said that we had promised that we would continue to stay on the front lines to figure out how we could reopen and what that would look like. And we anticipated much change, but we were gonna definitely stay on top of it, but we couldn't offer them work because we were mandated by the government to shut down, and so it was horrible and we tried to you know be kind of a let them lean on us for advice, but like there was so much we didn't know about like we can't tell you know anyone Everybody's what to do in the dark so so that was really challenging, um, but that was definitely one of the worst days um, and then just the uncertainty, yeah, like how do we physically touch people when the government says we can't touch people. It was very scary.
0: Like when you're sitting at home and it's like, I'm trying to think like for me personally, it's like April and you're sitting at home like mid April and you're like, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing on Wednesday? You just wake up and you're like, this shit's still going on. Oh,
3: Oh, well we, we never
1: stopped. It was, (laughs) it was every day was very stressful because we had to anticipate what it would look like. We were, same here. We were on meetings every day with like professional liability boards with you know our own mentors professionally and trying to figure out like for one like when we reopen what does it look what does it look like and we had to change a lot of our process and implement new protocols and this was at both companies and and there was very different things happening on each side of it um but every day was just relentless and our goal was to get outside like for an hour like if we could because that was really the mental sanity for us because there was so uncertainty it was a very very dark place to yeah be. Like, it was scary
0: stressed
2: oh yeah, yeah. and like you said just uh, like what am I doing here you know um and sometimes it at times you thought you're never gonna get back on top your joy was just getting sucked and sucked and sucked inch by inch but um fortunate for all of us um we were given that opportunity to have a second second chance at it i guess if that's what we're calling it yeah even though it was it was taken from us but it's just a weird way of so, looking at it And did you
0: guys close twice or once just two. once yeah we
1: were shut down for about two and a half months uh
0: yeah. with
1: both companies
0: yeah because ours was like it was two gaps but it was the days yeah. were longer but in two separate things and i i'm trying to like i get the the timeline jumbled up because it's all just horse okay. shit. If I could forget it, like they could like, uh, what is it? Men in black where yeah. they do the thing. Yeah, I, I'll, I would I'll love take that. that in a heartbeat. Somebody um, invent that. But, uh, <laughs> I remember like there was a day where I couldn't find like hand sanitizer and where I'm all like on all these like podcast calls and like fitness groups are like, well, if you don't have at least like 8 million wipes oh, and like, san- and so I'm sitting on my computer, like trying to find hand sanitizer from all these bootleg ass sites and Two stories. One, I do have a. Uh, there's like a bin of wipes out there. It's like 300, and I ordered it, I think, in March, and it showed up here like in fucking September. <laughs> so that was one. And then two, I remember. Yeah, we have so many medical people here, which are great, and they've been awesome. Um, and a dentist, and he was like. Um, I can get some hand sanitizer. He's like, I know this dude. He's like, I, I meet him at <laughs> this, like in the Safeway parking lot. I'm like, what is this fucking Breaking Bad, dude? Yeah. He's like, and if you need this kind of a mask, I can get it for you. And I'm like, what are we yeah, doing here?
2: It smells like tequila. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: I bought, uh, that's what it was. Um, it's in Old Town. Uh, Blue Clover. Or Blue, Blue Agave. Clover. Yeah. I went there and like bought like basically booze as yeah. hand sanitizer. Yeah. I probably still have some somewhere. Yeah. We
2: should have just all bought Jose Cuervo. And when people walked in the door, Hold your hand It would up. have been way
0: better than what we're doing.
2: <laughs> Tequila showers.
0: God man. I had some uh, uh, I had some rough days too.
2: Yeah.
0: It was not uh, I don't like I don't do much of anything, but like I probably drink more booze um, yeah. in twenty twenty than ever before. And not every like every day. Not a ton, but i would like come home, I'd be here, I'd sit here for like twelve hours, talk to nobody, uh, maybe film <laughs> stuff, and then go home and I'm like I'd get in my pool and just like drink a whiskey. Yeah. And then I I literally would watch uh, log cabin living. Mm-hmm. There's eight seasons on uh. demand. And I watched all eight because I'm like, well, if we can't do this, fuck it. I'm going to move out of Scottsdale. Might as well so. catch
2: up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were like all of our friends that constantly were telling us, you don't watch this Netflix show. And we're like, we don't have time to watch Netflix. Like no. we never had time owning our businesses. And so like we caught up on all those shows that everyone was like, you don't have time. But it's like, how else do you pass the time? And like Trisha said for us. Physical fitness has always been a huge part of that. Getting outside was a huge mental uh, mental decompression decompression for us. Um, and yeah, I mean, there were days that sometimes you just, you didn't even want to live through, but you got through them. And hopefully those are lessons that we can all carry with us.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of days where I didn't feel, like even if the day went like we made money and, and all these things, like I just didn't feel normal. That's yeah. the term I would use, like I don't feel normal. And the only highlight is... I had the whole fucking time was they did the last dance with the Chicago Bulls every Sunday It was on for 2 hours for 5 straight weeks and like that was the only cool thing and everything else I'm like I have nothing to look forward to. I
3: hate yeah. my life.
0: Yeah. Well cuz you're not you're not like for us, right? There's no when you're on your own business, it's like a person. You care about yeah. it like a human. It's a baby. And there's no there's no growth in it. Like yeah. no matter what you were doing you're going to lose. Yeah.
2: And there's a loss there. There is a genuine, uh, like real loss. And, and I don't think if you've never owned a business, it's, it's weird. It's like when people don't have pets and a pet is like a family member, right? And many people who have pets think that way. And your business is the same way. It's like a baby. It's it. You put everything into it. And, and so there is a loss there. Um, and I think all of us experience major loss, and, and you know, a lot of us didn't get through that. There's like, I, I keep hearing the statistics of like 60% more of small businesses are expected to shut down over the next year. So I just tell people, you know, take a look around. And if you're passionate about a small business, show up and support them if you have the capability and capacity to do so. Because flip a coin, I mean, 60% flip a coin, your favorite small business, 50%. Dad.
0: Well, I shared a thing the other day. It was just, uh, URSA had put it out, which is like the governing body for obviously gyms and fitness. And I think it was like 44% of all fitness professionals, like done, like out of a job completely. And when you look at it, like that's a huge, and I say it because a lot of it was, I don't want to get lost on this, but it didn't have to be that way. Like where I've had Hannah Eden on the podcast and Hannah is a gangster, her gym debt, Kelly Sturette, mobility wide Kelly's. Jim's fucking dead. Like those are places that have been around for 17 years that are amazing that are just completely gone, which is.
2: And huge makers in the industry. Oh my God,
0: dude. Like people who are like, and that's my point is if 40% of people are gone, these are good people who there is a need for them. Like, mm-hmm. and it's going to sour them from wanting to do it. Like where yep. in my Instagram DMs, people would be like, Hey, if you were going to like start a gym, what would your advice be? I'm like, don't fucking do it,
3: bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't
0: want to be negative. It was, I, I did a podcast two years ago about how owning a gym sucks and I own a gym. So <laughs> what would I say after this shit? Like, what would you, if yeah. someone came to you guys and said, Hey, I love what you're doing. Like, I think movement's great. Balance is great. I want to do something like it either one or the other or both together you can't like be like, yeah, go do it, dude. Yeah. It oh, seems... we've already,
1: we already have been, we've had friends come to us. They have business ideas and they're like, should we do this? And we're like, mm, think about this and maybe don't run us space. Yeah, it's like, and...
2: and for us, it's like, you don't want to kill that passion. And we're super excited for them. And like, there are opportune moments right now, as we just discussed in real estate, um, where our friends could make phenomenal businesses and, and it, I'm very stoked for them, but, it's, it's more or less sharing with them everything that we've done and everything that's wrong so that hopefully they can make their own best decision on that. <laughs> it, it's just like sharing the bad and the good. And, you know, we can't lie. There's been a lot of good, and even on your side of it, a lot of good. Um, but every day is a grind, and that's what people don't understand is like, it's been 20 years for us to get to where we are and the success that we've had and we have people all the time um, before the pandemic that would ask us like how do i start a balanced like they just think it's like that easy you know and it's like this wasn't born overnight it didn't happen overnight success doesn't happen overnight and so most people have to realize and we tell our friends like there's not a day in your life that you will not think or talk about your business And if you can't do, like, it's like, if you can't deal with that and sit in it every day, then this is not, not for you.
0: Because it is your life. Yep. Yep. It's your kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm dumb enough to put my name on the building. So then I'm really screwed (laughs) and I have to be here. People know who you are. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think it would be that, but it is this (laughs) thing that you'll never escape. There has not been a day in, I've been 11 years solo, like 15 total. That I haven't done something for it. Like I don't care if I'm in Bora Bora on the Malfi Coast. I'm like on the internet, returning messages, creating content, doing something Uh every fucking day. And you don't have to be that way. But on the same note, you'll never it'll never be what you want it to be if you're not. Yep. Yep. And that's the tough part. So when people ask, I don't want to deter like a twenty five year old kid. But I also, when he's like, Well, I wanna do what you do, I'm like, You don't, bro. Like yeah. you don't want to do this. You don't want to wake up at four every day and do all it's fucking Friday night. We're here doing this. Yeah. Like a normal person doesn't want, isn't crazy enough to do this and do it repetitively for a decade or two decades yeah. or three decades. Cause there's no way out then. Yeah. So
1: well now you have to plan a pandemic as an option. We didn't plan oh that God. as an option. I never thought yeah. about that as an option. We knew that we could work hard enough and we were disciplined enough to get through anything. With and prior pandemic? to March that served us. And, and we worked really hard to create a really good business. And within days, there was no, nothing separating good businesses from bad businesses. We were all at the same level that fast. And that's really frustrating as a business owner because you work for that security. You know if you work hard every day for 20 years, you're going to have a decent life.
0: It builds on itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And that was gone. And so now <laughs> I would tell someone wanting to open their own business, plan for security including a pandemic because that could happen
0: well it deters you like a normal person and that's for me too like to to grow it bigger and i'm not doing it from a place of like scarcity and i'm nervous but it's just common sense where in business you're taught to leverage certain things it's what it's why it's I'm not a debt person, but that's how debt works. Like people leverage debt in real estate to buy this, to buy this, because you can buy it on percentages, 20% down. I can get this, I can acquire this and it just keeps going. And in a perfect world, that all makes sense. But when the world's not perfect, then you're fucked. Yeah. Like if you guys we're going to do four different balances, we're going to do this. I'm like, well, it works when it works. But if yeah. one thing goes wrong down the line, it's like, yeah. and how much stress do you want to eat? Like I would never want to relive. And if this same thing happened again, I'm cool because now like I have, I'm not cool because I'd still fucking hate it. (laughs) I'm like, but I'm aware of it and I lived through it already. And so to one point it will make you guys
3: stronger. I mean,
0: you're fucking bulletproof for sure. But it also, it's this, it's this traumatic thing you live with where it's like, well, I don't want to open up another place because what if we lose all this stuff doing that, which is a shitty thing. And I think a lot of people would feel that if you want, and your guys' stuff is better than the restaurant. Cause Jesus Christ, how would you want to open a restaurant right now? No, uh, yeah. like after all this, and but <inaudible> we still need them, yeah. Yep,
2: and we have many friends who are small restaurant order owners, and um, I mean, it's just you can't right now, it's like the inflation on leases. Like, if anyone signed a lease prior to 2020, <laughs>
3: It's tough, <laughs> everything's
2: man. inflated, I mean for a small business owner so but but you know that doesn't change, <laughs> and the costs only got higher as you discussed like the hand sanitizer that we all oh, had to yeah. go out and buy, the face mask, all the additional PPE that we had to go buy is what they called it. And uh, the fact of the matter was, they jacked up all the prices on that. And then there was a time at which I felt really guilty because I have family in healthcare working the front lines. I didn't want to go and buy all that shit because then I felt guilty for the people that needed it. You know, it's like, how can I justify the N45 mask when it's like that person in the hospital doesn't even have one and they're reusing the same damn mask? It's like crazy you know so there was there were so many levels uh from a mental perspective that um like i said it's it's overwhelming if you think about it too much you can go down the rabbit hole
0: yeah there's parts i'm definitely going to just bury and uh (laughs) and not think about moving forward Uh, i had to ask though just because i'm like you guys live through it like i did we're close in geographical location so um but to to the people you guys work with obviously if you're going to like assess somebody like a normal, like couch to athlete person who comes in, they just walk in the door. Like if, you know, Debbie's listening and she's like, well, I want to go and check it out. She just walks in and says, Hey, here's what I do. I sit all day. I work out a couple times a week. And then you just ask her a handful of questions and then just get into it pretty much yeah, because um, you've been doing it forever obviously
1: well and that's what that's really what we train our therapists to be able to do is like how to have an effective like how can you be efficient in that assessment process while you're also observing things, moving their body around and then treating them in the same session so there it, there's definitely a process to it, but um, your body basically in a nutshell what it presents is what it what you put it through, so your body is a result of everything you've been doing every day. So we have to figure out what those things are and then create the balance. So if you're sitting at a desk all day, you're obviously flexing your hips, your shoulders, your neck all day. We got to create the reverse. That's why yoga is so amazing because it opens up the body, but we got to create the same thing on, on the massage table and then figuring out like, you know, in your own movement patterns, like what are things you can be aware of? Um, you know, what's your diet like, which that's not really our focus, but it matters, it, it, yeah. it matters and it's, it's helpful for our staff to have an understanding of it so that they can at least point you in the right direction, but you have to be aware of what you're putting in your body as well. So we try to be as efficient as we can. And then we create a, a treat, a customized treatment plan for you moving forward. So if you, your schedule allows a perfect scenario where you can come in at the frequency that we genuinely feel would be the most effective then that's what we suggest. But then we work with you in your own limitations to try to find a happy medium for results.
0: And so if someone comes in, do they do you suggest they work with the same person typically or doesn't it matter? Do you guys like cross-reference a, hey, you know, Judy, her traps are shit, like her posture's garbage, and then you kind of just walk amongst each other and, and kind of share what you would do or does it matter?
2: For it- us, yeah, the treatment and the frequency is the most important thing. And because all of our therapists are awesome and amazing at what they do, Um, we typically say don't interfere with your treatment plan, make sure that you're getting in the work. And then if you have to skip a week and go with Brianna or instead of Emily or, you know, Allison, instead of Brianna, whatever the case may be, um, it's kind of built in a way that you don't have to skip out on that because it's so important when we're trying to make real change, um, we can't undo a year's worth of bad habits and, one session you can't what a (laughs) shit what kind of shit box you guys running over there it's like losing weight right we can't just like if if someone comes to you with a weight loss goal it's 100
0: pounds in a month got you guys signed right up yeah i
2: wish i had that secret recipe and i don't even need to lose 100 pounds but you know what i'm saying yeah for sure i wish i could like you know get those magic apps that everybody's talking about so
1: what's um
0: (laughs) So if someone's coming in, like, what do you suggest the frequency? It's like, is it once a week? Is it twice a month? What's the, I mean, in a perfect world, obviously there's this. And then what's the realistic version? Cause we do that here too. In a perfect world, everybody would come in here. They would do their mobility. They'd sit in foam roll. but let's be real. They bullshit with their friends. They work out and they run out. That's yeah. the reality.
1: It depends. It totally depends. And I know that's such a frustrating answer, but it depends on you. It depends on how
0: jacked there. Yeah.
1: Like, and how, how often are you sitting? Are you going to be sitting tomorrow? So like, we're going to work for an hour and then you're going to go sit for eight hours and then you're not doing stretching at home. You're not hydrated. You're not moving at all other than your life things. And so we look at all that. So it depends if you're really motivated and you want to eliminate pain and you want to make obvious change quickly, we're going to have a more aggressive treatment plan, obviously. If you don't have that motivation, if you don't have the financial means or schedule flexibility, then, then it's going to take a little bit longer, but it all depends on all the variables involved. So we look at all those things. And like I said, we, we explain the process so that you understand, like logically, if you're motivated, this is the ideal situation, because if you're wanting to promote change, actual change in the body, we have to reset the brain. And we have to work with the brain and put it through those ideal positions and scenarios so that it can actually take hold and and learn that muscle memory. So if you're not motivated, it'll take a little bit longer. If you're really motivated, then, you know, and people do see results because uh, massage therapy, like I said in the beginning, that expectation, when people come out of one session, their first session at movement restoration, often we hear the response.
2: I've never had anything like that. What What was was that? that? (laughs) And we're
1: like, well, you just had a massage. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like I've been to this place, this, that wasn't a massage. Like what was that? And that's where that expectation has been elevated. And so they will feel a difference. Um, Nine times out of 10 people do that. And most of our clients come in regularly because we help them understand the process. This is how it works. You can't just come in once and then never come in again for a year unless I mean you could but you wouldn't see the same results. So we just try to be transparent and and pass that education along to our clients.
2: And then there are those rare exceptions where you take really good care of yourself and you just need the regular like one a month or every other month, you know, and and so that's the thing is like everyone is different. I I would say the one a month to every other month is is more rare, but we all get caught up in our life, right? And so we realize there's that aspect too, but um i mean we wa- we work with so many different people that it's like it's hard to say like and pinpoint that one thing
0: but it's like fitness like if you're yep. if you're serious and you're motivated it can go faster Yep. if yep. you kind of want to i don't want to say bullshit it but if you got a real life going on with 18 different things i'm like it's going to take longer but it's still beneficial to do yeah yeah um and i'm assuming you give like prescriptions i mean i've been, i'm a- i'm asking the questions i've been there i know how it works yep. Yep. but like <laughs> when someone is you know hey I sit at a desk for eight hours a day. I play on my phone. I drive my car. I sit in this kind of rounded shit position like I'm kind of sitting in right now, but I do that for 10 hours a day. What do you suggest? You give them some things to do on their own typically?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. If you're motivated and you want <clears throat> want suggestions of things to do at home, we'll absolutely show you those things. Ideally, what would help basically the treatment, what I'm doing for you. Um, but yeah, if you if you want results and that's your lifestyle, I'm going to genuinely recommend to you more than likely, obviously my hands aren't on you at the moment, uh, but once a week is, is a really aggressive treatment plan to see those results. And then each time you come in, we reassess. So it's not, it's not something like you need to come here once a week for 12 weeks. It's, this is what I recommend for your next session. And then we reassess. And maybe if you're doing really good and you're doing a lot of things at home, maybe we can stretch that out the next time you come in until ideally you're, you're pain free you're not feeling those aches yep. and pains that compression that's the end all
2: goal it, it's really. like your mandatory mobility you're you're not going to leave a session at movement restoration not being challenged to do something at home and 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 it's and it's one thing i think that does set us apart is we take that extra time to make sure um, you're going to have homework is what we call it. But um, sure. it's important in, in that change um, that we're trying to get. And, and you mentioned the plan, right? Like there's always this plan and there's stuff even too, like that's where balanced is so great because you can come in and get that routine maintenance. If you're only coming in once a week or once every other week or – you're coming in once a month, like balance, you can pop in and take care of your body. And it's a little bit easier because balance was designed to take care of your body in 20 minutes or less. There's something you can always be doing right. Um, to give back to yourself, your body is like a machine and, and yes, there is a plan and we give a plan, but, um, one of, uh, a coach that we've had a privilege to work with, Stuart McMillan, he's awesome, and he talks about, I just read an article, like this plan, right, and we kind of, we have a plan because of our experience, and we have 15 years of experience working with the best people in the industry, and and we have this plan, but we almost cheat ourselves sometimes if we're so focused on that plan, Um, because in reality, what we don't know and what we don't have is how you feel as as a customer, as a client, as an athlete, and and that fill and what you have goes a long way in in that plan, right? And if if we throw you into a plan and we become so cookie cutter about it, we're almost cheating ourselves, and we're doing a big disservice to even to the industry. Like I think about balanced and wim hof becoming this huge this huge huge segment of a
0: fucking maniac bro (laughs) right
2: but and that's what maniac is 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 a term for sure but wim hof is an exception to the rule this guy defies science right so like to throw somebody into wim hof breathing right away when they're going into exposure might not necessarily be a smart part of the plan because Wim Hof may not be for everyone, we've had the privilege of working with Brian McKenzie and Rob Wilson, who have developed awesome breathing protocols and work with the best neuroscientists in the world. And to be honest, it's like, there's no one breathing method. Wim Hof has great principles, right? And I would never discount that. The basis is awesome, but it may not be the best plan for everyone in regards to recovery. And so I think we do cheat ourselves. And, and I know you see it too. Like, people are giving us feedback in that loop right and you pay attention and yeah and that's an that's an important piece of the plan it's fluid yep and and we and like Stu said we ha- we know 90 percent of it based on experience but like that 10 percent of y- how you feel is, is important in the process
0: what is the other the, there's another book uh was it james Nestor? is it breathe mm-hmm. that's a good book too okay mm-hmm. it's more it's uh for you guys listening like the whim stuff is it's a different he's a
2: freaking nature he Breathe defies, fucker like yeah. he just fucking
0: i mean he's fucking nuts yeah. uh it's great too he hiked mon Everest with like no yeah. shoes on it's yeah. insane
2: but how many people can actually physically do that
0: i'm good no. dude, i can't even walk by my pool with without yeah. shoes on i step and on a rock i and can't the, fall
2: and i would never <laughs> encourage you to do that i would never say hey you know what what you really need is to go walk barefooted in Antarctica. No,
0: that's something <laughs> different. But I think that the James Nestor, his book is Breathe, where they'll talk about the basic like how we have become mouth breathers mm-hmm. and they'll do like the you know, mouth taping when you sleep, but not like duct tape, like a piece of vertical tape yeah. just to like to kickstart it. And then there's like some deep breathing. It's a it's a good read and listening way less Gangster, then. Yeah. But again, something works for. Yeah. And and I th- want
2: people gravitate to, and that's what I'm saying. If Wim Hof works, great. But, but we're seeing it a lot, and especially when it comes to ice bath and and heat exposure, and and so I just I try to. I try to remind myself, too, because we're not the reason why balanced and movement restoration are different is because we work with so many people at the highest level. And we have that 20 years plus of experience and we see it and and we can't and we can't forget there is that feedback loop. Right. And it's part of the plan. And. Um, and how you feel is a part of that plan, even though we may have that experience and we may say, all right, here's the plan. But if we're not listening to the input, like, man, that really messed up my hamstring when I did that dead squat, you know, or however you say it. I'm so bad at lifting terms. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> dead squat.
0: but you're treating it like a person by yep, person basis because yep, each, yep. per, each it's what we do here, too. Like we yep. call them movement screens. It's basically how we do an assessment. Mm-hmm. But I can look at somebody and I can guess. And I've been right 90 percent of the time with yeah. the 10 percent, i'm like well i thought you would be a bag of shit and you're actually amazing you yeah. know and it's, sometimes people just and it's the same thing with what you guys do and that's how i think of massage it's like when you go to the dentist you go twice a year and they clean your teeth super deep you know they do the fluoride and the laser shit and they pick at it and they do all the annoying things but if you don't brush your teeth and floss the rest of the year not that those two appointments are worthless but they're they don't do as much. yeah. Yep. And that's how I think of what you guys are the dentist yeah. in theory,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> because you don't do shit on your own. Like yeah. how much good does it really do you? Yeah. Um, so for you guys, uh, how do you guys actually train and recover yeah. and like what treatment stuff do you typically do for yourself? Since obviously like I live here, so I can fucking do everything yeah. here all day. <laughs> and what do you guys tend to do?
2: Well, pre-COVID or post let's,
0: let's pretend like COVID just like didn't yeah. fucking never happen and yeah. that's like in your normal like you know you're tri guys yeah. so like what do you
2: yeah so we we did a lot of triathlons Trish and I both did half Ironmans and and that was also a great outlet for us because we really pushed and challenged our bodies and also used our own methodologies um we've also done super long endurance bike rides we love road biking so we rode um literally the year before covid happened from san francisco to la by road bike a little over 100 miles a day and so we really do i mean 545 miles over seven days and is your is
0: your ass just so raw after dude,
2: there (laughs) are times like by day three you don't even want to sit on your bike do you put something on there Oh yeah. You, like, you learn real fast. You've got to put something on there. I never, I never butt knew butter. a butt butter until well, we did this ride.
0: I rode here with a guy. So we have a, we have an Ironman who's here. We have a couple of them. And yeah. uh, him and I, he's like, whatever the solstice is, what is that? June 21st or something? The longest mm-hmm. day of the summer, whatever it is. Anyway, concept two does the, like row a half marathon. Wow. which that's about, an if you're fast, an hour and 25 minutes of just straight rowing. Wow. Wow. And I come in at 5 a.m. I never work out that early, but I had to get on a flight. And he's like, hey, let's do this. But here's this thing that's called D's Nuts. <laughs> it's That's the actual name of like D-E-Z's yep. Nuts. Yep. It's like, just rub this all over like your yep. crotch, bro, and you'll be okay. Yep, yep. Um, so I was just curious. Tu- but, tubes and tubes and yeah. tubes
1: of that. Yeah. That's how we got yeah. through it. That's
2: yeah. crazy. <laughs> and we carried a lot of our recovery modalities with us. And we got in the ocean for ice bath, um, when 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 the ocean was accessible um and then we spent a couple nights in airbnbs where um, we really took advantage of contrast and so in in getting uh exposed to these methodologies you know you do what you can especially under those circumstances where you're putting your body through really intense exercising um and so yeah we're athletes um And we do, we do utilize the recovery and, and it goes back to that plan. Like once you start kind of understanding how your body reacts to all these modalities, you can kind of then develop your plan of what you do. Now I only ice bath once a week. Um, and that's enough for me 10 minutes, but I just know it's just what I need on a Friday, um, to kind of reboot the system.
0: How cold? for people listening
2: uh our ice bath we actually have three at balance so one we keep at 44 degrees the other at 55 and then another one is like in between 47 48 47 48 and again the you could throw yourself in 38 degree water we've seen it done uh these wim hof workshops but um this water at between 42 and 52 degrees is medical grade it's more um, ma- it's
0: more manageable too yeah it's
2: yeah. it's medical grade so it's effective right and again we're not I'm not giving myself a routine that an NFL athlete does because I'm not an NFL athlete, obviously really? by any means. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know. secret didn't. thing you didn't know about no. me.
0: <laughs> You're not, re- not really not really built for it, based do, on I, most the of the. Cardinals athletes.
2: just drafted me. Yeah. Okay. You, just, yeah. you and
0: you and JJ Watt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: no, no. <laughs> were their secret secret weapons, um, but that's you know uh, I kind of have my routines now and Normatec, which I know you've done and you like a lot too, Jeremy. And so so well, because
0: I one time walked into your place, and you're like, oh, you can, first of all, um, I'm not doing any cold plunge shit, so let's just well, get that we'll, right out of the like way. The
2: next <laughs> podcast will be in the cold plunge. There's we can no. do those. Kevin Hart. There's, oh, yeah, like the ice <laughs> yeah, tub thing. Yeah, the ice tub. <laughs>
0: like, I still remember in college, like if you, well, first of all, like what you would do is like you sprained your ankle, they would tape it like forever. So the rest, of it, which is so annoying, and I hated it. Um, but when you do it, you would stick your feet in these ice buckets. in oh, the and, like, are the, worst. the Just the, I mean. I live here. I grew up in Minnesota, so I've lived through this misery already. That's why I came here. And remember, I walked in and you guys like, "Well, you can do the cold plunge for for 20 minutes or you can like sitting in Normantech boots for like an hour or something crazy. And I'm like, what do these Normantech boots cost? I kind of like $1,500. bucks." i am like, fuck it. I just bought a pair of myself. And so now we have the whole setup at my house because I'm like, A, I don't have an hour to come sit there every single day. Um, and 20 minutes isn't going to be enough for me. And two, I'm not sitting in this cold-ass water for 20 minutes because it's miserable. Yeah. Like, I, I get the benefit. There's people here who go in their pools. Yep. Yeah. Like I got a lady here; she's like seventy years old. She's like, I go in my pool every day when the sun comes on it at noon. I'm like, Lisa, your pool is like fifty degrees, dude. Yeah. But pools
2: she's, get cold here over the winter. They
0: swear by it though.
2: Over the summer and not not so great. I oh, know it's and like it's like a yeah. hot tub basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> amount of money you'd spend in the ice alone um, to make your ice bath at home. I mean, we've done the numbers. It just makes sense, obviously, and you're getting it's access. A pain in the ass. Yeah, you're getting access to all those other tools: the infrared sauna um, and the enormous tech and 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 so therein is the value is getting access to a lot more that is very beneficial um, and the cost per visit is nothing to compared to what you would spend in that ice alone Um, so that's kind of the way we we kind of break the cost down Um, and also Yeah, you could get all this stuff in your house, but the maintenance of of ice baths and I mean, we we are unique um, in Arizona. We have a spa certification because we pride ourselves on quality, but that, believe it or not, is not required in the state of Arizona, which is kind of gross after I learned that. I will never get in a public pool again. I will only get in our baths because I know how they're treated. No, <laughs> oh, dude! Well,
0: the public pool—you just have to assume like you're basically swallowing like ounces of urine oh, every time you're in there, and that's and that's the best case scenario. It's what's going not down your mouth? Just uh, the
2: public pool. It's, it's like true. if they're not spa certified, any resort, whatever. I just will not do it because man, there is a difference in quality for sure, and <laughs> and that alone is another thing that sets us apart. Um, but it's, it's kind of disgusting, you know, the things you learn about water, um, and, and we do it right. So, like I said, you could certainly implement all this stuff in your house, but the maintenance alone and all of these tools and just, you know, doing it right, uh, there's value in that as well. But um, most
0: people aren't going to buy, like, I, I bought all the Normatech ship, it's like two grand. Yeah. You know, but this is what I do. So And, and again, it makes sense yeah. for
2: you and your lifestyle. Yeah, that, we
0: have a hundred of you know, the massage guns here and, like, every other, like everything manually you can do like we've bought it but again like this is what i me mean, though like the average joe at home and this is how i think about fitness too i'm not a home workout person we make a ton of money and that's the biggest pop we have people doing programs in 70 countries it's ridiculous but they're doing it digitally like from their living room um if that i would never work out in my living room sure. never my dog is there there'd be <laughs> hair on the ground it's just I, this is where i hang out and i relax yeah even for me, most of the recovery stuff I do is not at my house. Once in a while I'll have normal tech boots on, on my couch, but typically I do all that stuff here because I don't want to mix the two things. And that's like for most people too, like, yeah, you could buy all this shit at your house, but can you really relax and recover there when your kids are running around, your dog's going crazy. And so there's
2: that mental, that mental piece of it. You're absolutely right. And that is a huge piece of recovery too. And that's all about balance. (laughs)
1: So true, and I love all the studies now too. It's like it's so hard, and people—you're not the only one, Jeremy—to say there is no freaking way I'm getting in a cold tub, and some people never do.
3: I believe you,
0: it's amazing. Well, I'm just—I'm just the softest dude on the planet. <laughs> I, I do. You have to understand, like I went through this traumatic experience for 20 years of my life, where I—my parents would just sit me at the bus stop, and it's negative four degrees, and you sit out there, and you're just dying. Every day, and you're walking to school backwards with your hood up because you're freezing to death. And I just, I hate it, dude. I hate it here when I wake up and I come in here and it's 45 degrees in the morning. I'm like, this is the worst. Where do we live? I just got
1: cold when you were telling that story. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: it's terrible. You
2: and Heather, we're gonna get you in and we're gonna have, I mean, I can make a little date day for you. I can do it, (laughs) but God, I just
0: like, and I, we have people here that swear by it too. Jeff does it, Lisa does it, they're like, they love it, D Lo does it, like, they're just like, this is amazing. But I just I'm I'm different.
1: Oh no, you're unique and everyone is and everyone brings a different body and a different story to it. So and and I bring in the study part of it because this is an aspect that we were kind of surprised by when we opened balance. We expected sports recovery. We expect people to come in you know, cyclists, runners, like giving back to their body to get like that recovery piece of it. And selfishly, we were...
2: that's why we started it because we are so active and we're yeah. like, we need this for ourselves.
1: But we were so surprised when we started getting, Brynn was stopped in the grocery store, like on two different occasions by people that we didn't even know that had seen her on Instagram and were just like, thank you so much for opening balance. They had autoimmune diseases. They were firemen that were exposed to chemicals and they were able to find this relief at balance for these weird conditions that, um, we had no idea we would attract that kind of need. And now there's all this research coming out with directed towards both infrared sauna and cold water immersion that help, you know, the mitochondria and all these autoimmune diseases and anything where you're exposed to chemicals, it's helping. It's actually, people are starting to utilize sauna to, inc- to increase um, or to eliminate the, the opportunity to attract COVID because when you're exposed to heat your body thinks it's being exposed to a virus so it it builds up this tolerance. And the study I read was like 34%. It reduces your risk to even get COVID. No shit. So there's the infrared zone. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this whole other side of like,
2: it's the fever reaction. They Mm -hmm. call it. And when your body heats up, it kind of goes into a fever reaction. Um, so it's, training in a, in a way. I There's guess, something yeah. that
1: happens in the lungs. I just read this article. I need to read more obviously, but the the lungs build this, this tolerance and you're able to, you know, to breathe better. And, and I've, I've been hearing a lot of this about post COVID. There's these post COVID treatments. There's post COVID PT clinics that are opening yeah. up just directed towards People that have gained um, have gotten COVID and are still having like the effects of it, and they're trying to work through this. So, as as sad as it is, it's a little bit exciting for us because we know that, you know, it may create this alternative need for what we're doing um, to help people in this way.
0: Well, my hope from and I'll give I'm gonna go down the sauna stuff too and go through this. My hope with all of this shit of a dumpster fire every year is that people would be healthier. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that is going to be the case but i would hope like we would be more aware of everything not just of like you know this particular virus but everything else that goes on like from heart disease from metabolic disease like from diabetes and like yes it's you can do all the things we've been saying and the protocols are great but you can also proper supplementation you can eat real food you can sleep you can do all these because at the end of the day like if you're safe Particularly, like, if you think you're safe from one thing, that's great. But there's still 10,000 other things that will get you. And it's like your lifestyle always has to be all-encompassing, like physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health. Like, all those things are real. Like, that's the pillars of fitness we do here. So my hope is that post this, people are...
2: More aware of it, yeah. I mean...
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I hope so. I try There's not to be. C- I, I, yeah. I'm, I've been in it so long. I try not to be cynical. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I hope people will be well, better.
2: it, and it's hard in a in a twenty twenty world that we're all still living in, even though it's twenty twenty one. I know. <laughs> to have hope and faith is like.
0: <laughs> well, because like you had this opportunity, and I don't want to get like super lost here because we talked for five hours. You had this opportunity where you had everybody listening to everything you're saying, and you could have said all these other things too. You can say all the shit we shared. That's fine. But you could have said, hey, man, the number one killer of people is heart disease. And type 2 diabetes for most people is a thing that you can either Mm. like literally eliminate or drastically change by just changing these little things in your lifestyle. And I know eating right is super fucking hard. I understand. I do it every single day. I go, but we could have shared that stuff too. And oh, and by the way, get good sleep. Oh, and take care of yourself with like whether it is SMR or any kind of massage, like these things do matter. And so... I don't. I'm gonna get in a rabbit hole if I well, keep going. Oh yeah,
2: but the well on heart disease. You brought that up. The infrared is huge for that because we're improving heart rate variability, um, and it's just. I mean the infrared is awesome for heart health, cardiovascular health. Um,
0: Which is the number one killer of people in America yep. in the yeah. world, globally in, in America. Yep. A person every thirty six seconds drops dead. Yeah. Yep. That's a real stat. Like it's not just made up shit. Yeah. So if someone's listening and they're like, Well, what does that mean? Infrared sauna versus wet sauna, dry sauna, all these different things, like what the hell are they th- when you're they're trying to picture it, what does that look like and what are the differences yeah. if you know? But,
2: well, sauna is
1: not
3: all the same.
1: Go yeah. ahead, Trish. The infrared sauna specifically is different from dry sauna or steam it's emitting a a wavelength essentially that's the biggest difference and it's these carbon panels that eliminate the wavelength and near mid and far wavelengths each of those kind of targets a different part of the body Um, but when your body absorbs this heat essentially and it's inside out so it's not just in the air it's actually penetrating your body from the inside out your body eliminates up to two and a half times the amount of toxins that it would in a dry sauna. So it's two and a half times more effective because it's that inside out heat. So when that happens, a lot of other things are happening as well. It's increasing your heart rate, your um, blood pressure stays neutral. So your HRV uh, increases, it's working your heart basically the same way that your heart works in a, workout, a moderate level workout. So you can utilize that in many different capacities. You can utilize it after a workout so that your metabolism continues, um, to, to work and, uh, or you can just use it for general heart health. The other thing that's really cool, um, in terms of, uh, muscle mass, uh, and, and our friend Rob Wilson actually tested this. He wanted to see the effectiveness of infrared on muscle mass. This guy's huge. He's a coach, uh, in Virginia beach who works with a lot of like special forces, military men. He stopped lifting weights completely for thirty days. But the one thing he did every day was sit in infrared sauna for I think between twenty and thirty minutes. At the end of the thirty days he tested his muscle mass. He lost zero muscle mass. He didn't lift for thirty days. No shit. So what
0: did he do? Just like walk and do aerobic stuff?
1: I don't or know. That probably, part I don't just know. Just
0: ate, ate pizza, drank beer and then did infrared <laughs> sauna.
2: But even doctors, um, we've had clients come in, doctors sending their their patients in because they have a cast or whatever. And so they want to prevent atrophy from happening. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, So it's, it's not the first time we've heard it. It's definitely not uncommon to uh, utilize sauna in that infrared sauna in that way. Um, especially when we're trying to retain muscle mass uh, with a specific injury, for example, um, which is why, you know, a lot of athletes will utilize it um, when they do suffer an injury. Um, And people just use it for all the other things that you had described. And I've even heard of triathletes using it for endurance training because of that you know, increased heart rate, but you're keeping that blood pressure stagnant. So it's, it's great. Um, if you know what you're doing, um, obviously for endurance training,
0: how long, how long are you talking? Like somebody goes in for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. What's the, what's the protocol?
1: There's different studies. Most of the studies across the boards, uh, show 20 minutes is usually effective. And those studies, the participants are in the sauna for 20 minutes, two Um, to three
2: times a week. Yeah. Some, sto- some studies. So
1: the cardiovascular one that I love uh, is you reduce your risk for cardiovascular disease by like 47% just three days a week, Really? 20 minute session. If you increase to five days a week, same duration, you're, uh, it goes up to like 60%. Huge. So it's the more you utilize it, you do gain more benefits. Most people don't utilize it for more than an hour. Um, if you're metabolizing, obviously you're going to just continue to metabolize Um, in the heat but most of the studies that I have read nothing exceeds an hour most of them are between 20 and 30 minutes so we've organized balanced where most people are coming in for 30 minutes max you could obviously book a longer session but that's a a pretty good sweet spot
0: and uh, it's just it's warm it's hot it's uh-huh. warm,
2: but it's not going to be like that aggressive dry heat that you have in a traditional you're da- sauna. Where, you're, That's where like, it's like, who who's like,
0: the yeah. most badass yeah. person? Yeah, Can you and die? you feel yeah. like
2: your lungs are burning from the inside out. Yeah, and 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 infrared sauna is effective between ninety nine and like one hundred and seventy eight degrees. So even at ninety nine degrees, if we had to drop that temperature for you, you're still getting the benefits of infrared. Balance is unique. Um, they're not all infrared saunas are treated the same. We have a sauna that is full spectrum, like Trisha described. So near, mid, and far, every layer of the epidermis, which is key. Um, and so, if you are doing your research, that's one thing I like to add in there is if you're not doing full spectrum, it's not as, ben- it just, it depends not as beneficial.
0: Your, it
1: depends on your goal. So you're probably seeing yeah. red light therapy, for example. That's a near uh, infrared wavelength. Uh, so we don't have the lights in ours because. We opted out of, out of that because we're we're automatically getting it it's our our sound is emit that near uh infrared light is a near wavelength yeah you so, have, you do all three yep you're not getting the the mid and the and the uh, far in the red light it's just the near
0: that's gnarly but if, if if bill wanted to build within his house he's got to drop a couple of G's
2: more than that yeah more than just a couple so it's not happening yeah. <laughs>
0: Because I've seen the ones where it's like, hey, there's like these red light things, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm like... But I don't, we had companies actually message us, and I'm like, if I don't know anything about it, I'm like, I can't yeah. just... Yeah,
2: and they're not all the same, and they're not all equal as anything in life, just like a trainer. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> like a massage therapist, just like they're what all, we were talking they're about.
0: They're all similar. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well,
1: and to clarify...
2: The Your l- cousin Becky, is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, she's fucking great. She's <laughs> yeah. way better than me. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're, she's given up her whole life, too. You just have never heard of her. Yeah. yeah we're the same.
2: Uh,
1: the red light targets the skin, so it's it's helping a lot of skin issues is why a lot of people seek the near infrared
0: but the the one that you guys have is not just i don't want to say superficial but not just the exterior yep
1: it's it's the whole body all the way to the organs and the the structure
0: i gotta check that out for sure so if we go to the next one so i don't get lost i'm like because i'm gonna go crazy here um cold plunge hot tub benefits of the contrast therapy when to do one, when to be warm, when to be cold, what's the difference. Like, I'm sure it matters on the person, but just kind of like a, a general for someone listening at home. Like, hey, because people always ask, like, should I put heat on it? Should I put ice on it? And obviously that's, in context, it's going to be completely different. Yep. But yeah, when, just a normal person. Ice yeah. is
2: crucial in the first 48 hours of an injury. You really want to reduce that, that inflammation, given that uh, the inflammation is what – can create those chronic long-term issues it can actually attack the joint and i am I'm weird in a way, maybe not, maybe more and more people feel this way. I never took ibuprofen. I'd always wait till my headache was like that migraine splitting headache, or like I have this body ache or my knee's swollen and my parents are in healthcare. And my dad's like, you know, that's actually doing you a disservice. Like we've got to reduce that inflammation. Right? So ice is one of the most natural quickest ways to reduce that in the first 48 hours of injury. Um, But again, not everyone's dealing with injury. They're just wanting routine body maintenance. Um, And ice is great for just reducing overall inflammation in the body because inflammation is also a huge killer, right? It's what leads to all the chronic diseases. So the things that we've been discussing in this entire podcast. So um, that would be, I would say, one, it's like at what point in injury are you also, what are you trying to achieve
1: so if you so if you take that equation that Bryn just mentioned, if you've just re- like hiked the Grand Canyon or you, you did a big hike for the first oh, time. I, I've or done like, it, I've done it. Or like it's it, fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And and or it's leg day and like you're walking like Frankenstein, about yeah. forty eight hours. You've done that activity within a forty eight hour window. You wanna think of it like just ice. Get that inflammation out.
0: That's like where the cold plunges to your benefit. Just cold. yeah, okay.
1: And you're gonna do cold Any, any duration that you can tolerate up to about 12 to 20 minutes, depending on the temperature, that's where our temperatures kind of vary. If you stay in the the warmer cold tub, you can do that for about 20 minutes. The other one that's like 44 degrees, it's like no more than 12 minutes. But if you're do, but let's say you, you, there's no way you can do that, but you want to do it because you think it's going to help. 30 seconds, you're getting the same benefit. So just do what you can. That's what we tell people is just do what you can. You'll work up to whatever duration, if you continue to do it. But if you, if you keep that equation, if you have an injury that you've had for, let's say like two weeks or two years, that's a more chronic situation. You want to think of that differently because we're trying to, promote healing in the body. So we want to pull blood to the area and then we want to flush out all the waste, pull blood to the area, flush out the waste. So it's more of a cleaning process, maintenance, uh, long-term that's when we really like the contrast. Yeah.
2: So we're vasoconstricting with the ice and we're, uh, vasodilating with heat. So we're really manually pumping blood flow back and forth to the area. Um, and I would also say like being a trainer and even with us exercising, this is why I like my ice bath and my contrast, like at the end of the week, the hot and the cold, because honestly, if I'm feeling really stagnant or just like sluggish, then we're just pushing blood flow back and forth, back and forth, really stimulating that circulation, um, which is awesome, um, after a heavy, heavy workload.
0: So when someone comes into, like, let's say, like, a balance or something, they can ask a question of, like, a staff, like, hey, oh, yeah. I'm an idiot. I don't know what to do. What do yeah, you absolutely. guys suggest? And you give them, like, there's some kind of guidance, I'm assuming. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And that's where I think our knowledge sets us apart at Balance because we do have that, like, 20 years experience where we can speak to you directly. It's, we weren't just trained in a weekend. We can ask you questions and really um, make a an educated um, recommendation for you.
2: And also – like I said, that being owned by an NFL athlete, I mean, we get, we get feedback all the time. And again, we, it, it's that plan, right. And it's that basic plan, but nobody is the same. And so what we don't know is how you feel. And, and that is important in the, in that process. So,
0: yeah. Well, I just ask cause like, you know, if you, well, it's how I look at like what we do versus a, a big box gym and there's nothing wrong with those places. They should exist. I hope they all do amazing cause they do serve a purpose. If you can pay 10 bucks a month to rent equipment, then fucking do it the problem is most people are paying 10 bucks to rent equipment they don't know how to use mm, and they yeah. don't know anything about it so it'd be like if they came in here oh you have foam rollers oh you have massage guns oh you have the s hooks oh you have bands like you have normatech boots they don't even know how to turn them on let yeah. alone like how the hell should i sit here yeah. how can i use them yeah. so that's why i just I, yeah was we, curious. we yeah. take
2: everyone through how to utilize each tool and And, and I'd say once you kind of get that basic guidance, um, it's not, it's not rocket science. Yeah. You start (laughs) developing your routine. Right. And, and, and that just, again, comes after the 15, 20 years of experience. And I go back to that Stu McMillan quote, it's like. 90%, we kind of know, and even now you said, I could make an educated guess, but there is that 10% that is in that feedback loop, and that's where I say, like, we can't get kitty-cornered into, like, this is the only way of breathing, this is the only way of lifting, like, you have to know how to do a deadlift with 150 pounds, you know, like, no, No. like... There's
0: archaic methodologies, like, we get married to, even in the strength and conditioning world, like, you, we were taught, like, you have to back squat, and I'm like, my opinion... If you're over six feet tall, you probably Don't
3: won't be want, a great yeah. back
0: squatter. Now, there's anomalies for sure, but most people aren't. And honestly, the average person has no need to spinal load. It makes yep. zero fucking sense because a they have shitty hip, ankle mobility. They can't do it. They probably have terrible shoulder mobility, so they can't even hold the fucking barbell up. And I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, you know, it's like running around your house with scissors. Can you do it? Sure, but eventually yeah. <laughs> something bad's gonna happen. Somebody's go, huh? gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's even for me like how I would recover. I'm sure is different than eight other people because what i feel works best for me in terms of like let's say leg development i'll split squat somebody else might not have a the coordination or mobility to do it the same way that i do it so maybe for them goblet squatting is better it's the same thing with what you guys do yeah um so if we go massage uh what's the difference if it's swedish deep tissue sport is there a difference
1: our our treatment like i think we addressed this early on like what do i schedule our treatment is deep tissue sports massage like that's what 99.9% of our clients schedule at movement restoration. That looks like whatever you need. It's a customized treatment. So the
0: the painful stuff pretty
1: well, if you need it, (laughs) if you need it, Uh, our Swedish massage is like that other 0.1%. Every now and again, we get someone that what they need is literally like light pressure and they just want to relax. But there is
2: a true Swedish massage and people don't realize that, but they'll come in and be like, what, Swedish massage, like... I got a Swedish massage and I didn't feel any pressure. And it's like, yeah, because Swedish massage, like true Swedish massage is like...
0: It's a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it,
2: it, like, I can't even say it without just it's, it's lisping. But um it's, it's Swedish massage is like a real thing and people don't realize. But it's almost just like superficial, like almost like brushing of the skin. Like it's that bu- is... It's a bullshit massage yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's like if you... <laughs> the way I had to think of it's like... It's like if you're from the Midwest and you say you want guacamole, you don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because if you've never been out here, you haven't had a real guacamole yeah. before. So you're kind of like confused. That's why I was asked the question like what is the difference between them? Yeah. For most people you guys do, it's the deep tissue stuff. It's focus work. So yeah. if you know your T-spine, your upper back, traps, rhomboids, your shoulder girdle is dog shit, you guys will spend the time mainly focused on that. You might do other stuff, but that's what they're there for.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah and sometimes yeah. that isn't the problem though exactly what you're describing we find there's there's more that's contributing to that problem right with anything else but um yeah swedish massage is interesting when you bring that up i don't hear that word very much (laughs) no
3: i'm just curious
2: (laughs)
1: well and let's say you own a restaurant and you your thing is burgers like that's what you do and but you're not just gonna put like our burger on the menu literally like the title is our burger yeah like people would look at your menu and be like And what else do I get? Yeah. So we have Swedish massage on our menu. We have reflexology on your menu, on our menu. You're going to get footwork in all of your treatments if that's what's needed. But we have all these other modalities because sometimes like that's just what people need to see. Like they understand reflexology. And so they legitimately want like a half an hour of reflexology. Which is just just the feet. It's the feet. Yep. The idea that your feet represent your body. So it's actually really cool. And a lot of our athletes... That's where a lot of our treatment begins, because where you meet the ground, that reflects everything. It translates up into your body, and so a lot of issues stem at the feet. So that's kind of how we break down, like um, what's going on, and figure out the root of the problem. But some people just love reflexology, and so they'll come just for that, or we can tag it on uh, a little bit extra time. So we have these other treatments that we do, fascial stretching. But again, like you know, I might throw in a fascial stretch without even you even knowing it because I think it's what you need Um, but it's just a way to for us to kind of expand our menu to attract you know people and everyone has a different language when they see different things
0: no we do the same thing it's I don't want to say it's bullshit marketing but we do the same thing in fitness it's like we write things because it's common terminology even though yeah they might get it or they might not but once they're it's we here's the term we sell them what they want and then we give them what they need once they're here totally it's the same thing um because the feet too there is so much tissue in your feet it's like shrink wrapped of shit if you've ever like rolled your feet with like a racquetball it is fucking painful Painful.
2: and and we're on our feet every day right so
0: and we don't the one the two things i do see here the most well one most of the bones in your body are in your feet Mm -hmm. there's like a shit i forget the percentage it's really high yeah i'm forgetting all my kinesiology stuff at this point now
1: you're challenging my the own in- brain. the
0: insertion origin points are i would lose <laughs> the battle today but it's a lot but when we see have people here i've had people here honestly who could barely even touch their toes or couldn't yeah. they rolled their feet and all of a sudden like boom it's there yeah, and totally. then two when they foam roll their calves we tend to go against the grain as opposed to with it so we have them actually roll them uh horizontally instead yep. of vertically tears tears in their eyes They're like holy uh-huh. shit i'm like well dude you've been walking around For forty-five years, and you've (laughs) never done any tissue work to your calves, which is crazy. So no, it makes sense to me. Like you start from the feet and obviously work the way up. The first
2: time I ever got a massage from Trisha, I was in tears, and it was working on my calves i kid you i can't even i still can't take it and i did it because she was teaching at the time and she's like i need a body so that i can teach my students you know how to work the calves and i'm like crying in the face cradle and she's like how how's that feeling and i'm just like oh my god but i didn't want to like let people know like god i'm crying here like lay off my calves woman
0: (laughs) the cat for whatever reason because i don't know it's the because there's not as much tissue there there's more tissue there's it's a
1: belly muscle
0: it's like but you can't you can't hide in it and like if you no. if you push on my traps I don't dude go as hard I don't give a fuck like I'll take it all day dude and I'll eat it and it's yeah. fine <laughs> but like if you take your thumbs and oh. move them in my like your gastrocnemius, I mean tears yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I mean mouth guard that and probably like a ha- like an elbow in your hamstring where your glute fold is yeah and then say like you know oh, do yeah. a leg curl what the fuck dude <laughs> like painful stuff like oh. the like almost like ART Yeah, yeah. like that stuff is terrible which (laughs) is but no most people don't No, most people have never had that done we're like oh no I don't mind the pressure I'm like no 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 you don't understand if you have not really had someone like push on your calves like it is pretty brutal the right way yeah Yeah. the The right right way way. yeah um so when you say like uh like the fascial stretching for people what is that to the person at home listening
1: yeah fascial stretching is amazing um and we've we've added stretching it's so funny when like all these big box stretch companies it was like oh, yeah, what do you guys clients, think about what do you guys think about those well all our clients were coming to us being like oh my gosh like you guys should do this you should offer stretching and it's like what are you talking about like we're body workers we'd stretch people if you need stretching we'll stretch like we're licensed body workers yeah. and they're like we should offer stretching and we're like well we do and they're like well i go to this stretch place and that's all they do and it's like well that's all we'll do if you ask so we had to like expand our marketing right so we added like 30 minute stretch session, 60 That's minute it. stretches. But That's it's... different than fascial stretching.
2: And and there is a difference even with that because those stretch places legally in the state and in many other states all you have to do is train somebody how to stretch the body, but they're not body workers. They're not licensed body workers. Many of them aren't. Some of them are, but many of them aren't. And so we just we also like to educate because You need to be careful when you do go, making sure that you are getting a licensed body worker because legally they don't have to be. And um, obviously for many reasons, just like even with training, that presents an issue, right? Um,
3: Well,
0: they've come in here before, like, and we have clients that will go to, I won't say the names because someone will for surely hear them. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they're great um, wherever whatever the hell their business names are. But they'll come in here, and I'll ask a question like, "Oh, are you a massage therapist? Are you a PT? Whatever? No, no, no." And the reason, to be honest, like th- when we met you, I think, I, how did we meet you guys? Through Ben, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. <sighs> Shout out to Ben who tore his Hasn't oh. been on the podcast. <laughs> you guys knew that, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the worst. Well, he was going to come on the podcast, and he got COVID. And then, like, two weeks later, he's like, I tore my pec. And I'm like, please tell me you were benching oh. 400 pounds. And he goes, no, I was walking down some stairs. And I reached back, and oh. like on a railing, and then just right off the bone, oh. the whole thing. I think it's labrum, too. Shoot. Oh, my gosh. That's a oh. shitty deal.
2: Come see us, Ben. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, oh, you
0: should, you should uh, meet these guys. And I'm not that smart. Let me just put that out there, everybody. But I know what I know in my world, which is closely tied to your world and a lot of these places I go I can over talk everybody in the fucking room and I shouldn't be able to do that like I don't sit and study the body all the body all day because these people don't give a shit I don't say things like supinate pronate dorsal flexion because they don't understand it and they don't fucking care they want to know palms up palms down like how can I look sexy and that's super important too so we don't use the terminology every day and a lot of these honestly massage places we would go to or a lot of these stretch people who come in here don't know anything like they literally know nothing. And I think they're just moving your body around in random ways that are complete bullshit. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of really good ones. But my fear is there's a lot of those too. Mm-hmm. They'll take your money. They'll make you feel a certain way. It's just like yep. fitness, right? Like, oh, we got sweaty and we're breathing hard. It's a good workout. That's fucking horse shit too because your five-year-old kid can tell you to do that. <laughs> Climb up a tree and run around the car eight times. Yes. You're sweaty and it was yep. hard, but that's not efficient. Yep. So my fear is people are going to places like that. that. I'm sure some of them are good but unless they're a legit human who's been doing it and like lives and breathes it. Like, I don't know if it's probably right. the best place to go. And like, yep.
2: like I said, there's a difference too. And, and we see it even with balance. We're seeing a lot of different things coming out in terms of what we've created. And balance was started in 2016 the first of its kind in Arizona. And, and we see these things and it's like, we can't get kitty cornered into like, this is the only way, right? It's, yeah and and if we don't have that experience and knowledge to back what we're doing like you said there is a difference and um when well,
0: your, your stuff evolves too i'm sure like oh, everything yeah. like if changes for I, sure. and i don't know the industry of like the stretch you know places that are around like but how many of them just showed up in the last year and a half yeah. yep, two yep. years yep. and my question would be how many will be around in 10 years mm-hmm. Maybe that becomes a thing. I don't know where people don't give a shit, but I doubt it. Like the good ones will probably make it. And the like 10 of them that are around will just disappear because there's, there's, uh, there is a need for it, but it's only if it's correct. And people are getting smarter for what it's worth. Like the normal, like people who leave here at least will know what mobility is. They'll yeah. know what form. They might not even know how to say it, but they'll know because they've went through it. They're like, oh <laughs> yeah. shit, okay, that's what that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That education. That's what we did. It's yeah. huge. The education
1: is huge. So, what sure. you
0: guys do compared to like, you know, the the random person who just opened up a stretch place in a little thing, like, what is your, how does it work, like, if it's fascial stretching, if that's what we're talking about specifically.
1: So there's there's many ways to stretch the body. Obviously, you understand this. The muscles are dynamic. So, to be effective in stretching, you want to have an intention. I can move your body around and put you in different positions, but it's not really going to do much. It may feel good, but we're, we're trained in fascial stretching, which is basically a a specific way to stretch the muscle so that it's, it's more effective. You're getting a a greater result essentially in the end. So you'll gain like 20% increased flexibility. And the way we do that is we, we apply traction on the joint space of the muscle. So every muscle has a, it's connected to a joint. So we focus on that that tissue at the attachment of the joint. And then under traction, we stretch it. So it's like when you stretch your hamstring, if you rotate your ankle from side to side, there's different lines. You're going to feel a different stretch based on the line that you intensify. Like all three heads, you'll just go boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Yeah. So when we, when we're targeting the fascial head, uh, the, the joint head of that, there's also different angles. And with that traction, we can really isolate and, and eliminate that space so that when we stretch the, the tissues at the joint specifically, that'll kind of trickle effect down through the muscle belly and you're going to get a much more effective stretch. So we as therapists can, can organize the stretch session in that way. So we're not just stretching you. Like, we're actually promoting change. Like, you're going to get up off that table and be like, more flexible. And so that's like, it's easy to get that buy-in because you feel it immediately. And that's our knowledge and what we bring to the table. We're not just moving your legs around. So we're therapists. We've done this for a long time. And when you get on our table, like whether you schedule a session of fascial stretch or not, if that's what you need, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to teach you about it.
0: And they have increased mobility. Like almost, probably they feel like they have it instantly. Yeah. Because they're just that much looser. When we say fascia to people listening, you're just talking about this layer of shit, basically. That's, it's like a, I think of it as like a net. It surrounds your muscles. Underneath your skin.
1: Yep. It's like that. When you open a chicken like chicken breast. It's yep. that cellophane, like looking structure around the the muscle and every muscle in your body has it. So it really holds everything together. So whatever it does, the
0: muscle does. And the problem is, is that like that netting is not evenly dispersed in every area all the time, or it, it probably is when you're born and then it just gets knots of shit. I yeah. mean, these are my technical gorilla terms for everybody listening at home, but that's <laughs> how my brain thinks of it. It's like, I have this net underneath my my muscle tissue, or underneath my skin, that's a, on top of my muscles, that is getting like tangled up. Totally. And it has to come. Well, I guess it's scar tissue built up, essentially. Is that right?
1: It it gets tense and dried out, and it affects the way the muscles glide. So. Because
0: like when you roll, like if we're talking foam rolling, right? Like mm-hmm. SMR. Like when I roll, like say my VMO or something, it feels like there's balls of shit. Yeah. Like inside there, like it'll be fine, fine until it's not fine. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's not, there's no. There's no I mean, that's not muscle in there. I mean, it's a muscle, but there's no... It's tissue. Yeah, it's in it's soft tissue, but it's not soft. Correct. It's like a rock. <laughs>
3: it's not like, soft.
0: And why does that happen?
1: So Just, you're, so you're, those fibers, they get so tight. So think of a rope. When you pull it tight, it's yep. more like prominent. So all the fibers in our muscle, if you've looked in anatomy chart, like your calf, it has all these fibers that come up. Each of those fibers is going to be like a pulled rope. So if we're not constantly bringing blood flow and nutrients to that area, stretching, getting massage, that sort of thing it's going to tighten over time. Additionally, when we use our body, exercise, we are there's chemical reactions occurring, and it's important for those chemicals to be flushed through the system. So just living, we're releasing chemicals in our body all the time, and if we're not hydrated, stretching and actually moving those chemicals to the organs to flush out, they hang out in that area. So that's why like up in the shoulders, you're always like stressed in that area. Those chemicals are constantly being like released, but they're not flushing through the system. So that's why you have these giant knots in your shoulders. The fibers are really tight, um, and they're not allowed to flush out of the system. The other thing that happens is um, is scar tissue. Through stress, you can form scar tissue. It's a repetitive thing that's
0: happening. And your movement patterns are similar over time, like the way that you step or curl or press mm-hmm. or shuffle, whatever it may be. And then over time, it just builds and builds layers and builds. And, and if you don't do anything it's never going to get better on its own.
2: It's it chronic.
0: Correct. So like when you, and then another question, like when you roll your glutes, like and you hit your piriformis and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what is up with that? Same thing. The
1: piriformis is a muscle. It's very tight. And so you're feeling that pressure against it. So it has less give. In that particular area, there's a lot of nerves. So when that muscle gets
0: tight, it's pressing on those nerves. So that's why it's a little more sensitive. It's like sciatica, essentially. Yeah. She's either up or down the leg typically. Because mm-hmm. yep. most people will come here to us and they'll say... Uh, you know, and well, it's two things. though. and their knees are shit usually, which is typically probably because it's between their hip and their ankle, which there's no mobility there and they haven't done anything because there's no structural damage for most of these guys. Like they didn't play sports. Like they're just like, my knees are bad. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. If... And then we have them roll and all of a sudden like their knee pain from 10 yeah. years is gone. It's the same thing with their low back. We have them literally pigeon stretch the glutes, maybe go through some band work and foam roll them. And all of a sudden like this back pain is
2: gone (laughs) yeah which is fucking
0: insane that these people are walking around we call it what you tolerate right Yeah. like you're in a shitty relationship your husband or wife sucks but you stay with them it's what you tolerate (laughs) it's the same way I think about the physical body like you're walking around all day with this pain and you consciously don't even know it's there your body is good about not putting you in uncomfortable shit positions like when you watch a baby pick up something because we have kids in here all the time it's a perfect squat and they sit there and it's nothing. You watch an adult do it, it's like this labored, <laughs> bent over horse shit. Because they know my hamstrings, my hips are too tight or whatever it is. Or their thoracic spine is terrible so they can't even move down in there. And I'm like, you see that over time. Yeah, totally. It's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah and we, there's one comment that we hear all the time from our clients. And it's crazy that they say the same thing because they don't even know the other saying it. They say, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I could feel that good.
0: Well, I do. I think that of every person. I think of the average American. I don't want to say average, even above average. An average American does nothing. They don't exercise. They eat like shit. They drink. They smoke. They're the worst. Sorry, anybody, if that's you. <laughs> Your guys aren't that because you already list. You wouldn't listen to this podcast if you were there. But even above that, I don't think the average person even knows what feeling good is. Meaning, I don't think they've went three days in their adult life and just ate protein, produce, and water and got good sleep and just went on you know done a moderate walk and done some exercise so you get used to this shitty stimulus of your life like where and it becomes your normal yeah so now you're just you're almost like uh it's like your body's immune to Mm -hmm. to feeling like shit it's kind of fucking weird and you just get used to it you're like oh this is just how it's gonna be but it doesn't have to be that way (laughs) right but it's hard work to feel good yeah oh yeah and that's i think a, a misconception too from people
1: And that's why I think both of our companies are so impactful because everything we offer, like you will feel good after everything that we do. Like it's, it's instant buy-in.
0: Well, that's our goal. Like we, you know, the byproduct is if you're really good at what you do, you can make a lot of money. I get that. But that's not why we got into this shit. No. Like if we would have got into just being head fund managers or like you know real estate investors, we'd make way more money. Yeah. But we like to do this because be a
3: liquor store at this point.
0: Uh yeah, I mean, <laughs> sell cigarettes and shit. Yeah. yeah, we make more. Uh, I wanna I wanna go these really quick. I don't want to keep you guys yeah. here all day. I no. want to pee my pants too. Um, so the flotation therapy. What is that?
2: Yeah, so I know, I know what it is. Awesome. Yeah. So you're essentially floating on a thousand pounds of salt. It creates an anti-gravity effect. Um like guess, floating your, in the Dead Sea.
0: Does your guys have the one where it closes you yeah. in? Yep. Yeah. You're like. Yep. Yeah is there is a light in there uh-huh. mm-hmm. but there's nothing else no light sound and no music. noise nothing. you
1: can music choose if
2: you music want. we've had people come in and listen to rock we've had people come in and listen to rap we've had people come in and listen to meditation um but and you're, you're floating for me perfect what? personally i like no lights and no sound but i didn't learn that until i had tried it and then the light and the sound drives me nuts actually that's just a personal preference but The idea is that we have this anti-gravity effect, which is creating uh, an ideal situation for our body, one, to circulate, but also like it's putting our spine in a neutral position, Um, And it's been awesome to play around with the flotation therapy, and it's like another one of those things with balance where we have clients coming in and utilizing it for different things like pitchers with frozen shoulder. They're able to get their arm into a position that they normally couldn't because it's anti-gravity, but it's training that mind and body connection to put your arm in that position uh, that you normally couldn't before. There's just a lot of interesting ways that flotation is being used, not just for the mental aspects um you're getting obviously a huge intake in magnesium which is great um and and it's an epsom salt so you know that that feels great on the body and what
0: is the what's the the other benefits was like decompression basically Mm -hmm. yep so somebody comes in they walk into this it looks like a giant pod yep basically and then they just lay
1: Mm. it looks like water it's it's some people think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be claustrophobic and we'll let you leave the door, the, the lid open if you want. Every person that's ever done that, however, has closed it because yeah. when they get in, it's like super comfortable and it you looks... just lay there and I, there's no, you, you will float. I promise you. Like yeah. if you don't people float like... in normal water, you will float because yeah. I don't float in normal water. And I don't do well the in normal water either. The yeah. first <laughs> time I did it, it <laughs> I was like a buoy. Like my whole body just went... And like, you just float and you can't not float. Like Bryn tried to like flip over and see if she could drown. It's not possible because your head will naturally bop back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How long do people go in for?
2: so we're unique we offer 30 minutes uh, all the way up to 90 minutes to two hours we've had people go in there what? which is like i mean that's more like yoga instructors and people who are hardcore meditators can oh, really yeah. tolerate that i personally we like to sell it in 30 minutes which is rare because 30 minutes is like perfect for me it's just what i need um i get in there longer and i start to think about all the stuff i gotta do and so I'm like, that's why oh, you need it's, it it's uh, that's why i need it but uh, I'm a huge multitasker so for me like the 30 minutes is just what I personally need Um, so everyone's a little bit different but we typically see it an hour yeah
0: that makes sense and then if we go down the list here because you guys do offer this and these are probably the last two I'll touch on the um, cupping and then the Graston Gua Sha the scraping the differences between them when someone when I say cupping for people it's when you see somebody and they have these giant you know hickey circles basically like all over their body what is the the benefits to it why would somebody do one versus the other or depending on how you guys obviously assess a human being
1: depends on your tissue it depends so on what, what does
0: cupping do for someone who doesn't know at home
1: so the scientific nerdy explanation we're we're basically promoting an inflammatory response to jumpstart our immune system to create an immune response so it's basically saying hello body i want you to heal right here bring blood flow to this area, bring nutrients to this area. I need you to focus on healing this spot. So that's the scientific explanation. We're basically taking a, a plastic cup that has a little spout on the top of it. And we take a device that sucks all the air out. And we basically create a reverse massage pressure. So rather than pushing into your body, we're taking the tissue and pulling it up towards the sky.
0: So it's gross when you look at it. Yeah, kind of like, cause we filmed it. <laughs> Yeah, you did it on me and I had Sean come in and we filmed it for YouTube and it's like I'm a relatively lean person all the time But you can even see like this much of my skin sucked up into this thing like yeah And it's not that it's hard to breathe. It just feels Like you're like it's kind of like you have a corset on kind of but Uh it's like it's except it's pulling on your body It's kind of gnarly.
1: It feels really strange. It's hard to describe you have to just experience it, but think of our bodies are three-dimensional, like everything's moving in three dimensions. So I love it as a therapist because it's another avenue that I can challenge the tissue to promote a change. And it's an, it's a really effective application. And that's another reason why I like it. If we're having troubles getting blood flow to an area, we can put the cups on that like trapezius, for example, and get instant blood flow because it's going to pull all the nutrients, fluid, waste anything that's in that area it's going to pull it to the surface and then it re when you release the cup it redistributes if your tissue is dehydrated and fibrous and it has those tight fibers pulled like we described earlier it's going to have a harder time redistributing so that's why you see the redness or the shaw we call it at the surface because that blood can't redistribute back
0: to the, the areas so the, uh, the spots that are the like the darkest and the worst the, those are the ones that are terrible yeah. and the ones that tend to i guess i'll probably say if you have those circles for nine days they're
2: not good circulation that spot poor. is dog shit if yeah.
0: they disappear in a day or so and eh, you're probably they're good better. Yeah. normal
1: okay. regeneration is about five days yeah. that okay. kind of yeah.
2: tells us more of the areas that need to be focused on and and again the Olympics and Michael Phelps uh, made cupping very famous and people started calling us like this was a new thing. Cupping's been around forever. Oh, um, for it's like not way back new... when it used to be like the fire show. Oh, yeah. Hundreds, yeah. 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 And, and so the thing is, is too, we wouldn't just cup to cup, right? So we have enough experience and knowledge to know that we're not just going to throw cups on you and throw them anywhere. So typically um, we do cupping as an add-on because it's not going to be effective just a alone and by itself.
0: It's part of a protocol. Like their assessment. Yeah, yep. And then like the the scraping for the the ghetto term if you will. Yeah. Whether it's grass in or gouache or uh, the difference between the two, like why does that happen? When do you do that on somebody?
1: Yeah, we use scraping as kind of a universal term. Guasha, Graston. These are all branded tools. So um, that's if you're wondering. Um, But we take a tool, a different material. Some of them are buffalo horn, some of them are plastic, some of them are metal, some of them are jade. And we take this tool, and because of the edges on it, we can basically. um, It's the worst. We can penetrate or um, approach those fibers differently than our hands because they're such like rigid edges. So we're basically doing the same thing with the cupping, promoting that inflammatory response to create a healing response. So we're telling the body, we need you to kind of help out this area. The blood comes instantly. You see that shaw again. If it redistributes naturally, it's a pretty healthy, well-circulated area. If not, that redness will stay 10 days, two weeks, just depends on your body.
0: It does look worse. Then it really is like when you're done because I think the most popular YouTube video we have think there's already like a million some like a million views on that one where I had Heather film with an iPhone and Dr. G just took through and like I think he had like a cow horn or something it was fucking weird (laughs) and it was just like I mean you can see my skin go from like normal to like dark ass purple and red like you know so I think I'd popped a rib out actually like on the back side I was doing some stupid shit but he was just scraping the hell out of it and I'm like man it did I would say like for me with the other protocols like it alleviated like I don't know if it was like my um god it was somewhere down on my scap like maybe subscapularis like Uh soup but I felt like my collarbone was broken it was really fucking weird Mm. and it was like all the shit like in my shoulder blade I'm like I couldn't even turn my steering wheel And obviously I went through, like we did a ton of ART, a bunch of other shit, but he scraped the fuck out of it. And it was not pleasant for sure. (laughs) Because it's, it feels like you're like ripping the skin off. Yeah. But it's not though. It's not. It looks, it's superficial.
1: Yeah. It's, it's turning those nerves on pretty quick, but it's within seconds. It's a really quick, effective treatment. So if you only have, you know, a limited amount of time, it's a great tool to use. Um, or to add on to a longer session because you get results like really quickly
0: Well, because now they'll sell them like you can buy your own on amazon but i'm yeah. like i'm looking at, i'm like who the fuck is gonna buy <laughs> yeah. these and like how could you even like physically like i hate myself <laughs> don't get me wrong yeah. but how do you hate yourself enough to like scrape your own quads yeah like is could you could you even do that
1: uh, I've never, I've scraped my own wrists because I can reach them really well, but like I'm probably not applying as much
0: pressure as like Cause you'll know when my colleague
1: yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. I, I do better with the cups on my own body because I can control once again, the level of pressure.
0: <laughs> so uh, if we get these last two here, is there any myths about like massage therapy and the things you guys do or misinformation that people maybe hear or think that just aren't really correct? Or is everything kind of
1: a good question uh so broadly it's hard to say obviously we get weird stuff all the time that we kind of have to clarify
3: or
2: just like weird things in the industry that we would like never say like uh people will say well my masseuse and it's like oh that's That's like a a cringe word you know what i mean like massage therapist is definitely like (laughs) oh the the terminology yeah yeah, i think terminology i think of more things like terminology than i do of like immediate myths that come to mind it's like things that we hear in the massage industry that it's like yeah we would just never say that out loud like (laughs) rub rub down you know like you never you never you never call like a professional has
0: a a different tone to it if you're
2: calling us and asking for a rub down, we're probably going to send you somewhere else you know what I mean like I think of those things more than I think of like they have those places in (laughs) Scottsdale
0: if you need them yeah something different for sure yeah
1: I think the industry's changed a lot for the better, and I've been witnessing it for 20 years. But I think historically, a lot of people would think like, "Oh, I'll get a massage once a year." Like, you don't need a massage once a year. Like, if you care about your body and you mm-hmm. want to do something good for it, like, do it as often as you drink coffee. Like, take oh. care of your body as often as you eat. So basically, food.
0: three times a day. Here <laughs> oh, into yeah. the massage. Okay. Thing. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Like, if you have, if I always say that to Heather and I too, like, if I was like, balling out of control, and I had, like, you know, fuck you money, I would probably do a chef first, and then a massage, like, second, like, in terms of, like, have somebody cook my food every meal of every day, Mm. and then if I could literally get, like, a legit, like, tissue work done every day, and not the same thing either, but, like, okay, it's upper body day, I would probably do it before. Yeah. I mean, or if, because the way that... if it was like a JW massage, yeah, sure, you can do it every day. It's fine. <laughs> but if it's like what you guys do, it'd be like, okay, before I go train, I want somebody to like help me get loose, work yep. through the tissue, then go in and like I could do my thing.
1: It's going to change. Like an athlete, they get tissue work done all yeah. the time. It changes before an event, after an event, before, That's how oh,
2: They're able to maintain that level yeah. of, of exercise and fitness, but at the same time, maybe not a massage every day but what trish is do saying something. Is give back to your body some way every day like you should be putting you should be putting in that effort um even if it's just how we touched upon the nutrition aspect of it or your hydration you know what i mean
0: that well yeah because it's like we say too like i we have a program it's called mandatory mobility it's basically me going through these flows like i think there's seven we do it once a year but i do my own stuff obviously every day and i post it just as a reminder, like I do this every single day. Like I'm not 22 years old anymore. Like I'll be, you know, 40 before I know it. And it's like, I still look and move and feel this way. And I actually feel better than I did at 22. Now I don't heal as quickly, obviously. And I also don't do as much dumb shit, but (laughs) there's no way I could do this at this scale if I didn't take care of all that stuff. And I think sometimes people think of it as an afterthought We're like, oh, well, maybe I'll foam roll. Maybe I'll stretch. Maybe I'll go through a mobility routine. I'm like, no, no, no. This is important as you doing squats. It's as yeah. important to you brushing your teeth, and you have to treat it that way. Most people don't, and I think like your industry, it's becoming more, I don't want to say medical. That's probably not the right term, but it's becoming more in that realm as opposed to just I'm going to do it and fall asleep on the table, which yeah. has its place too. Yeah, yep, totally. there's
2: more science now and more studies behind the benefits of massage therapy than there ever was before. And like how Trisha said, it's really evolved over the past 20 years. We've been able to see that evolution um, and it definitely has gotten more scientific um, in that aspect, I think. But it's funny how people think of their body, but yet they wouldn't ever consider or even think about skipping, changing the oil on their car. Well, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like well, you never would not like go and take your car to get maintenance if that maintenance like comes on.
0: <laughs> well, it's, we could talk. It could be, it could be three hours here easily. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't do things in, in life that make any sense. We spend, you know, I don't know, six months planning a wedding Yet people won't spend six minutes on a retirement account. It makes zero fucking sense. Like you'll wash your car, you'll put the best gas in it, you'll do everything to it on a schedule, yet you'll let your body go to shit. This is the vehicle that takes you through everything, always. It's really weird how we pick and choose and like for your guys' stuff, they'll say, oh, well, that's expensive. But yet they'll have an $800 a month car payment, but they won't go get a massage once a month. Yep. And I've said this a thousand times and these guys already know what I'm going to say. I would live in a smaller house. I'd drive a cheaper car. I'd wear older clothes for men. I could put good shit into my body and take care of it because without this, nothing else fucking matters. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And I think hopefully after this last year, we're starting to get to a place where it's like, well, if I'm not healthy, fuck dude, I'm going to have 19 other problems, which that's the end game for everybody. If you're not doing the right things. Yeah. So before I let you guys go, if someone's listening and like the advice to somebody who you know they have you know they're they're after the age of 25 they picked i call it baggage we're just picking up shit basically and typically not good things along the way um if it's nagging injuries or tight or trouble spots like what would you recommend that they do if they if they don't live in Scottsdale, they can't come see you is there like one to two things that they should start to integrate and do like Even on a weekly basis, and if obviously if they're here, they can come see you guys. But if not,
1: the first I would say is the cheapest and the easiest. Uh, Just be aware, and that's the homework we give people a lot: is just be aware. Like check in with your body. Like okay, you've started noticing some pain. Like what's going on? Like are you breathing? Are you moving? Like what's your body doing? And then you can kind of connect more with your own body. It's like if you don't even know where you're at, like how can I tell you where to. Like, I'm gonna have to get into your head before I can even tell you. So check in with yourself, and then you're, you'll probably know. <laughs>
0: you know, like you... audit how you feel, and then obviously for most people their postures. Like, yep. what do you spend 10 hours a day mm-hmm. doing? Yeah, and most yep. of us it's this thoracic rounded shit. Yeah. like yeah. all day in the tech neck and all the things yeah. we're used to.
1: Totally. So create the opposite, and w- and one thing that we tell people a lot is um, the Velcro test where pretend you have Velcro on your head, you're trying to stick it on the ceiling. So instantly you're going to,
0: that's a good coaching cue. Core will
1: go in, spine extends, and that's a perfect place to sit, stand and move. I was hiking this morning and I told Bren, when I engage my core, I don't fall as much. It's like so simple, but really effective. Um, so that's a test we like to do, but from there it depends. So, you know, just check in with your body, do some stretching, figure out like, what does it feel like? And if you, you feel motivated to get a massage, like you feel like you need someone else to kind of help you, you know, um, do some research on the internet, thankfully. And unfortunately we have platforms that you can review places and, um, sometimes (laughs) sometimes good, sometimes bad, (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But at least you can kind of check in and figure out like a legitimate place. Um,
0: well, it's crazy too. I don't want to get off topic, but I always do. Like we do this to small businesses, and I say this these guys run a small business. Where people will go to a small business, and if it's not perfect, they'll smoke them on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll go to McDonald's eight thousand fucking yeah. times and never say a word. Oh. If anybody listening, you have to stop doing that. Yeah, you really do. Like yeah. you can, you can call the place, you can email them, you can do whatever, but don't roast them when you're literally giving all these other people a pass. I'm just, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. yeah. McDonald's
2: can mess up a thousand times, but you mess up once as yeah. a small business owner and it's over. And people hang that over your head too. Like they threaten you with that. And, and it's sad that, that that's the lead in now. You know what I mean? Well,
0: especially with the platforms too. Like I don't really look at the reviews. I guess I do on certain things. Like if I go on a, again, I always treat reviews like Amazon and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but when you go on Amazon, like, it could be cinnamon rolls, which are fucking amazing. And 10,000 people could love them, but there might be 800 people who think they're fucking terrible. Yep. I always go with the majority versus yep. the minority when it comes yep. to that stuff because you're never going to make everybody happy, especially with what you guys do or what anybody does. But it's weird how we do that too. The small guys who literally can't afford you to do that, yet like we don't crush the big boxes of the world, which is strange. <laughs> Very true. Um, where can these um, – this is awesome, you guys, by the way. Um, this is all really good stuff. I think people will dig this. Um, so, I think well, you for too.
2: That. And if you see a bad review, actually read those bad reviews and what the person is saying is it legitimate, like their complaint, you know what I mean? Like, or are they a crazy person? Yeah, like <laughs> you have- you, you'll probably learn a lot when you read some of those reviews. <laughs> 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 Anytime I'm looking at a place to go, I'm like, I sometimes I read the bad reviews and I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously. And we're
0: going anyway, <laughs>
2: yeah. And I, I saw a business owner the other day post something about how like Yelp. It would be interesting if Yelp would allow the business owners to review their customers back.
0: It's a dangerous game, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick.
2: Imagine that, though. Imagine that.
0: It would be – well, yeah, then you get like a – well, it's like Uber. Yeah. Uber does yeah, that. Yeah, like – Because, like, you have an Uber rating. Yeah. Mine's higher than Heather's, which is weird because <laughs> I don't even talk, but maybe I tip more, and maybe that's, like, why my rating's <laughs> higher <not>. than hers, <laughs> which is strange. it's uh, awesome. No, nah, dude, where can these guys uh, – find you if they want to see all the stuff you guys do or
1: have questions i mean we're we're here in arizona but um you know we're here to answer questions and try to help in whatever area you You are if we can help
2: you can go to the website www.movementrestoration.com or follow us at movement restoration on instagram all of our phone numbers and stuff are listed there um you can find a lot of great information and for balanced it's at balanced dot com. Or B A L U N S -S D at A Z for Instagram, balanced A Z for Instagram. Um, And we post stuff, we post informative stuff, we keep it lighthearted, we do a good mix. I mean, you've seen it all. Um, But the websites obviously have a lot of really great information on there.
0: So, yeah, I'll put all the stuff uh, in the show notes. You guys can see it. Find it if you got a question for me. Um, You guys message me. I'm happy to connect you with them. Uh, give them a follow see their stuff don't be a creep though just be a normal person i just there's so many creepy things that happen on the internet now so hopefully you guys don't get any (laughs) super weirdos on your stuff but um i'm happy to connect you guys obviously if you do have a question uh but again um they're some of the best at what they do obviously this is where heather and i go and i said it before and i'll say it again i don't let a lot of people touch me because i think people are weird and creepy Um, but these guys are awesome and so i'm happy to support what they do and they wouldn't be around for this long if they weren't amazing, especially in a place like Scottsdale where we are at. So, um, thank you guys. This was really good. Thank, thank you, you so much. Happy yeah, to help. Thank awesome you, being Jeremy. Here.
2: We really appreciate all your support.
0: Yeah. You guys are the best, dude. I wouldn't, um, if you sucked, I wouldn't bring you on for sure. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so yeah, if you guys need them, I'll put everything in the show notes. Uh, again, a reminder, if you guys have not yet picked up any athletic greens, the site athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott, you can get a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. And if you don't get enough greens, let's be real. None of us do. This would be the one thing I would take. Um, If you guys are really on the fence, I'll have Monica send you a pack wherever you live in the world that they ship. We will get it to you as soon as possible. So um, if you guys happen to be on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and scroll your finger down, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. I truly do appreciate it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.